pray to be with you again. Oh, let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for your word. Uh, please open our hearts and our minds to you. Uh, please meet us where we're at this morning. You know, if we're tired or we're sick or we're discouraged or we're going well, Lord, we pray that, that wherever we're at, uh, please meet us and enable us to find rest in the Lord Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, if you'd like to turn back to the Gospel of John, chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse, verses 13 through to 22. Uh, chapter 2, verse 13 to 22. Does someone have a page number? It would be 1064, if you've got your finger in, in there. So, John chapter 2, when I, I first met Christy, and I think you remember, or many of you will remember Christy, uh, I went round to her her room, she was at college, and on the inside of her door was a box like this, and inside the box it was written, today. I said, what, what does that mean? Uh, why do you have the word today there? And she said, well, I really want today to be the day that I actually honour God. Well, that's interesting. Uh, See, she was in a part of her faith, and I was a brand new believer at that point, where we actually didn't understand a lot about grace. We didn't understand about grace, that we don't actually need to try and reach up to God. God has reached down to us in the person of his son. And so she was living with this horrid burden of thinking, how do I actually lie in bed at night thinking I've had a good day? Every night she lie in bed thinking, no, today wasn't it. And I reckon I can be like that, and I reckon a lot of you guys could be like that. That that we lie in bed at night thinking, I wish I was a bit more like so-and-so. I wish I could just do a bit better at this. I wish that I could do a bit of this. And then I would feel as if I was close to God. Well, friends, how do we become close to God? So, So how is it that you can lie in bed at night and think, I'm close to God, with total peace. Well, friends, if you're carrying that burden, and I do, and then I get rid of it, and then it creeps back again, and then I get rid of it, I really pray that today's passage might speak to you, because it's a wonderful encouragement just to rest in the Lord Jesus. So, friends, we're going to look at a few things, the context, and then I'm going to look at two graces, two, two things of grace, and then the final bit will be, will be had it. so have you accessed this? Uh, so first of all, the context. Please have a look at John chapter 1, verses 16. And it says, from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Verse 16, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. I think I might have a different translation to you, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, but... but but still look at it all the same. That word upon there could be translated as instead. Uh, so, so there was a grace and that was replaced instead by a new grace. From the fullness of uh, we have all received grace and now instead we've got a new grace. So you might be thinking that might be Old Testament to New Testament or Old Covenant to New Covenant and you'd be exactly right. 
Old Covenant to New Covenant. And we know that from verse 17. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth comes through Jesus Christ. The law was a grace. But there's a new grace. Grace and truth. And so these early chapters of John actually go through this replacement theme of old grace for new grace. The first one I will find at the wedding of Cana, where you'll know the story where Jesus turns water into wine. So please have a look at chapter 2, verse 6, and you'll see there that there's an old grace of, of purification uh, through these Jewish jars. That's the old grace. Purification was possible. So, so forgiveness was possible. But there's going to be a new grace, a far better grace, a final grace, a more beautiful grace, an eternal grace. And so he symbolises that by, by turning water into wine. Old grace for a new grace. And then the final one is actually after our text where we read the, the woman at the well. And, Je- and Jesus said, there was a time where you would worship here, but now we are going to worship in spirit and truth. And so you've got this old worship to a new worship. And that's on either side of our text this morning, which is going to help us understand what's going on in chapter 2. So we've got an old grace being replaced by a new grace. That's the context. And so what's the first grace? The first grace, the pastor of the the Jews in verse 13 uh, was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So in the temple, then he found those that were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and money changers sitting there and making a whip of cords. He drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. He poured out the, the money changers. You can imagine him going in there enraged. He's going in there and he's turning tables and he's making whips out of cords because you don't whip people. Okay, you whip animals. Yeah, yeah, so what's he doing? Whipping out. No more animals. No more money changers. Now that was okay in the first instance because you... For many people, they had to walk for days to Jerusalem. And so they'd go and give their sacrifice. Or if they couldn't carry a goat on their shoulders, they would have to go and actually buy a sacrifice. Yeah, so in the first instance, it's okay that they had coins there. But what's going on here in the first instance is that there's a grace being replaced by a grace. Why is it that suddenly there's no more opportunity to buy sacrifices? Why is it that because of the whips, Jesus has whipped the animals out and there's no more sacrifices there except one? Jesus is standing there. No more coins. No more animals. No more going up to the Passover year after year after year after year. It never worked. Why do we know that? Because they had to do it year after year after year after year. Jesus comes in and replaces an old grace with a beautiful final grace. I will be the sacrifice. 
No more need to, to burn animals. No more need to come and buy a sacrifice. I will be the new sacrifice. Old grace for new grace. From his fullness we have all received grace instead of grace. So, so how do I know that? Well, well, please have a look at verse 17. Then his disciples remembered that, the, uh, that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. Consume me. It's a funny way of describing it. Well, a burnt offering in the Old Testament, in the old grace, was that you would burn a sacrifice and it would totally consume that sacrifice. It would totally burn it up so there is absolutely nothing left. Zeal for your house, zeal for your people, zeal for God out of worship to him will consume him to his very death. Old grace for new grace. So friends, when I have a a warm discussion with Christy, uh, I'm always bringing things up. I'm always, always come back and go, yeah, you, but I remember when you, I, yeah, what, you know, you did, yeah, you did that. Do you know that because Jesus was totally consumed, because he's the true and final sacrifice, God will never bring up your sin again. It's finished. He says, it is finished. Don't go inward and start going, yeah, but, yeah, but I, oh, yeah, but I know what I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's finished. It's something we've been told in this very building for years. But it is just so hard to believe. Do you know that your sins are totally dealt with? Jesus has paid the price fully and finally from his grace. Grace instead of grace. You're free. You're free from burden. You're free from lying in bed at night thinking, I missed the point on this. I got that. I thought that. I did that. I wanted to do that. I've just... No. I'm free. No burden. Grace instead of grace. Uh, The next grace, the second grace, you can see it there from verse number 18. So the Jews said to him, what sign will will you show us from, from doing these things? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again. The Jews said, it's taken 46 years to build this. Are you nuts? But of course he's talking about his body. Old, old grace for new grace. Where did we meet God before in the old grace? In the temple building. Now we meet God in his son, the Lord Jesus. You don't need to go to a church. You don't need to go to a building. You don't need to be anywhere in particular. God's people gathered meet God through his son. We can meet under a tree. It doesn't matter where we meet. We can meet anywhere. We meet God through his son. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, says Jesus. I am the way, the truth and the life. 
I'm the meeting place between uh, man and God, says Jesus. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. How do you feel close to the Lord Jesus? Uh, So how do you feel close to God? Firstly, know that your sins are totally and finally forgiven if we trust Jesus. Know that our access to him and our closeness to him is not through a building or my works or my behaviour. It is purely through Jesus. So how do I access that? When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. That's our job. Okay, what's the key word there? Everyone call it out. What are we to do to access this grace? Be bold, be strong. Believe. It's a classic salvation by faith text. We are saved by grace through faith. We have access to God by grace, grace instead of grace, through faith, old grace for new grace. That's all you have to do. Now, how do you know if you're stuck in a burden how to get out of that? Well, I'd like to tell a story that's not my own. I stole it. But I just want you to picture it. It's actually quite accurate. Okay? You can imagine me, the alarm goes off in the morning and I hit snooze. 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 I'm then, I'm then running late. So I get up in a panic. The kids are late. We bicker at the table. We try and read, read the Bible together. Someone gets sent to their room. It, everything's falling apart. I go, to, I go to work and things are just tough. The kids come home after school and they're bickering and they don't want to do their homework. And we have dinner and we try and read the Bible. It just doesn't work. Chrissy, oh, I'm better now. I just go, oh, what a day. Let's just bless all the, just bless all the missionaries. I'm going to sleep. Next morning, I wake up before the alarm. I get up and I do my one-hour quiet time. I maybe even read a bit of Calvin's Institutes. I pray. Everything's on time. I read the Bible as a family. It all works perfectly. They go to school and they do really well. I come home. How can I serve you more today, Dad? I want to be more obedient. And, and so we sit around the table. What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what? You can see where this is going. Uh, how can I... Can, I'll read the Bible tonight at the table. I want to pray more with your dad and mum. I love your mum and dad. And then we go to bed and we're feeling fresh and we've had a good productive day. And we pray systematically through the CMS prayer diary and the Bush Church Aid and we go to sleep. Which day was I closer to God? That's exactly the, the right response. I'm not sure. (laughs) Neither, or both. Neither. Neither, because our closeness to God does not come down to the sort of day you've had. What does it come down to? We have been forgiven at the cross and we have a total new meeting place with God in the Lord Jesus. It doesn't come down to the sort of day you've had. 
So, so, so friends, if you're looking at your day and you're saying, I'm burdened and I'm, 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 I need to do more, be more, then please go back to chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. So, friends, if I'm giving myself rules and I'm trying to lie in bed at night thinking everything's okay, I've not gone to the new grace. I'm still in the old grace of the law. If only I could do this more. If only, if only I could be like them. If only I could be like him. If only I could be more productive in the kingdom. I'm stuck in the law. But friends, the law has been replaced. Grace and truth. Jesus is my one final completed sacrifice. And he is the meeting place. He is the way I find closest to God. And how do I access that finally? I trust him. I rest in him. So dear friends, don't be burdened. Rest in the Lord Jesus. Amen.